Random Oddities, Late Night Movies with Rob and Zach. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities, where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off-kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel, but most times they crash, crash hard, into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic swamp. I'm LJ. (laughs) And I'm looking for the illegal streetcar race. (laughs) (laughs) So... This a, a little bit about this episode. This is going to be a, uh, a quick bonus episode. Well, we'll see how quick it is, actually. Um, we, we might have a lot to hate about this movie from, from what you told me, uh, LaShawn, right before we started recording. This is something that I'm glad we get to do. Uh, originally, I reached out to LaShawn and I said, hey, you want to pick something for fans giving? We had to shuffle some things around. And then when he eventually picked uh, this movie that we're discussing, which I always do this, I try and like give it a drop, but everybody, when they click on the the episode of the podcast, they know what we're discussing, so it's super fast. This is actually now going to act as our true end to the High Impact Joke Density series from earlier this year, because avid listeners of our podcast know that I dropped one of those episodes so Zach and I could discuss Tenet as a main episode. So I guess first and foremost, I don't think LaShawn knew this, have you, did you brave the movie theaters to see Tenet? Do you, do you were you I, familiar with Tenet at all? <laughs> I could tell you this is the first time I've heard that movie name. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, so yes, that was um we figured in the state of the world this was going to be one of the only times we could actually go to a theater and see a new movie, so we had to discuss it. So, I'm glad I'm glad you uh, are uh, you have not known anything about Tenet. We don't have to get into that, but now we are finally getting back to a high impact joke density spoof movie. And I really like what you chose, LaShawn. Because there was some episode earlier in that series that you weren't on, and I remember saying, like, you know, why isn't there a spoof movie of the Fast and the Furious franchise? And then when we did our Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood episode, you actually told Justin and I that there was a spoof of the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise, and it was called Super Fast. And I didn't really know anything about it, and I was kind of like, okay, at least, you know, they're keeping up with spoofs, I guess. LaShawn recommended this one. I looked into it, and immediately I saw that it was written and directed by Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer, and I went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, if, if people go back and listen to or remember our uh, high-impact joke density series, I basically say that the movies like Date Movie, Epic Movie, Meet the Spartans, Disaster Movie, Vampires Suck, and The Starving Games – are responsible for the decline of the spoof genre and comedy as a genre as a whole. Amen. These two people are responsible for every single one of those movies I just listed. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> so I, I am glad that I get to, you know, finally see this movie. Because I've seen Date Movie. I I don't know if I saw Epic Movie. I think I saw Meet the Spartans once, and then I was like, I can't do this. This stuff is an atrocity as far as I'm concerned. So this is their most recent from 2015 and I'm glad I got to see it. And we're going to be able to give some thoughts on, you know, the older, uh, spoof movies. Cause we did airplane. We did don't be a menace to South central while drinking your juice in the hood. Still got to say the whole title every time. And now we get <laughs> one that's more recent. And I think I want to start off by saying, cause I've only seen this once. I don't know if you, I think you said you saw it when we discussed it previously and maybe you rewatched it again for this. Correct, yeah. This movie fits into all the others. This is an atrocity. This movie's a nightmare. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, the thing I was surprised by is that I didn't find it unbearable, which I was actually surprised by. Like, I was never really 
bored during the movie. I think they capture that kind of airplane idea well where there's so many jokes that at least you're always looking at something. And to be fair, I, I can't, you know, misrepresent it. I actually did laugh at a few points of this movie. Like, there are oh, some yeah. things that I actually oh. really oh. enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. I think I think my favorite thing in this movie, and just to get out of the way, it'll all be downhill from here, is the introduction introduction of the character who is parodying The Rock. I love oh. that he just drives his his like Hummer straight into a crime scene, gets out of the car, and immediately rubs himself down with baby oil. Like I I found that quite funny. <laughs> I'll say that was that was actually pretty good. And but that's like one of those jokes that everyone's like we know. So it's like they didn't really like think outside the box. But I'll give them that. Seeing okay. it actually like. <laughs> brought to the screen was funny okay okay so i i wanted to ask you because you were the one who introduced me to this is this something that you found because you're into like the fast and the furious movies or this genre that they're parodying or did this like just pop up on your radar and you checked it out one day because i know it's on netflix like that's where they dumped it after it made like no money at the box office <laughs> honestly this one it i i couldn't resist because it, i kind of had the same thought process you did of you know, how come no one has spoofed the Fast and Furious movies? And so the minute that someone did, I was like, yes, let's see if they actually did a good job because there's so much wrong with those movies. And <laughs> unfortunately, I'm so loyal to those movies that I refuse to let anyone say anything bad. So seeing this, I was like, eh, they did okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I think that's that's one of the things I'm going to have a lot of questions for you is, you know, what what are they parroting or is anything direct from the Fast and the Furious movies? Because as our audience knows... I have only seen one Fast and Furious movie, and it was Tokyo Drift, and it was maybe like 13 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you you are a fan of those movies, though, right? Yeah, don't roast me for it. But are you I up love... on all of them? Like, what's the uh, uh, the Fast Hobbs and Furious Shaw, whatever the spinoff so was I, called? I stopped at that one. I just couldn't. They They lost the whole franchise after that. Like, I don't know what they're talking about at this point. Like. It's like an action movie now with barely talking about cars. So uh, that's, yeah. Okay, yeah, that was what I thought. Because I saw, like, trailers for that in theaters back when theaters were a thing. I remember people <laughs> talking about it. And it was something like it, it. Idris Elba has a Superman suit that makes him, like, real strong. And they have to, like, go to an island where the Rock's family lives and hold off Idris Elba or something like that. And I'm like, I don't think there's a single car in that whole trailer. <laughs> Yeah, I have no clue where they're going with that. And what's crazy is that, you know, for the in the beginning of the franchise, the first few movies, everyone was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. But you really can only get into it if you really are about cars and okay. women. And so now they're like, well, we need to add more, you know, dimension to our movies. And so they started adding more plot and everything and trying to evolve these movies into something more complex, which, you know, pretty much shut out their fan base because they're mm. like, I just want to see the cars and girls dancing to you know daddy yankee like that's all i want to see <laughs> i i do have to say with the the little i've actually seen of the very little i've actually seen of this franchise the things that i do know about i i did pick up on in super fast like the first minute of the movie is just ass shots and i was <laughs> like i was like oh this could be like a fast and the furious movie from what i know <laughs> Yeah, so many of the movies start out that way, so that's why it's hilarious. They try to throw in some car, car scenes, you know, and some panning shots of cars, but then it's immediately, like, women. 
and then cars. <laughs> women, women, women. Cars. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, do you have a like a favorite of the franchise of the main ones? I know there's like well, the Hobbs and Shaw we talked about. I think there's like short films and stuff. But what? There's like eight of the main movies. Seven? Seven? Eight? Uh, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I think there's seven. Okay. I could be wrong. But I my favorite is, honestly, Tokyo Drift is, is probably my favorite. Okay. Um, other than the original itself. Gotcha. So Tokyo Drift, since I have only seen that one, the thing that stands out to me about that movie, well, other than the drifting, is... Let me guess, DK? <laughs> uh, I think so, maybe. I don't remember like any of the names or anything. I was thinking of the, the Incredible Hulk car. That, like, what, Lil Bow Wow has Lil or something Bow like Bow, that? Yeah. <laughs> I just remember seeing that, and I was like, this is insane. <laughs> I just like the main actor from that. Like, the he's, he talks like he's from Alabama, and, like, that's the one thing he he says in the movie. There's, like, do you know what DK stands for? And he's like, Donkey Kong. And he's like, no, it stands for Drift King. And I'm like, oh, okay. my God, who wrote this? <laughs> yeah, isn't the, isn't the premise of that one that this dude, like you said, from the South goes to Japan to, like, live with his... Yeah. dad or something and he's yep. and he can't like relate to the culture until he meets little bow wow who's also in tokyo for some reason and then he's like we're gonna race cars <laughs> yeah it's there's a lot of uh plot holes and things that just don't make sense and so <laughs> it's just one of those movies you just are like wow this is really cool like they're they've got some great cars in this movie and okay that's what I like. okay yeah yeah I, I think that's what i've heard as well from people who get into this franchise is that the first few movies, like you were saying, they're like, if you're into cars, if you're into, like, you know, looking at cars, seeing how cars work, stuff like that, it's great. But then I've heard in the later movies it gets into, like, hacking and, like, heist jobs and stuff like that. And I, I know – I don't know if this is the case because I haven't seen it, but Zach always likes to make the joke that, you know, in, like, Fast and the Furious 6, they're basically, like, trying to stop, you know, a terrorist group or something, and it's, like, has a lot of worldwide implications – where in the Fast and Furious 1, they're, like, stealing DVD players. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's literally, like, that breaks it down to a T. Because okay. they go from, it's like the government's like, we need you. We need hardened criminals to help us save the world. And it's like, wait, why? Why? What's wrong with the, the task forces that you guys have? Like, you just need this guy who does street racing and they used to steal engines off of trucks and, you know, siphon fuel from, like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. I, I, I. Uh, before we get into the movie, I have some more Fast and Furious questions. <laughs> isn't isn't it the case that there's the end of one movie, like maybe four or five, they're like, we have to go to Tokyo to learn how to drift or something. And you're like, yep. oh, there's like a timeline to this franchise. But then the yep. follow-up movie, it's not like they just ignore the Tokyo thing or something like that. Yeah, like the movies are so out of order and it's like... I still don't know them, to be honest, at this point. I'm just like, <laughs> I've given up. I'm like, I just watch the movies to watch them because you're, they're trying to make them way too deep, and it's just not that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I I also know that um, the other thing that always stands out to me is that whenever I hear people talk about this franchise, the people that I think, you know, aren't as much into cars, just from what I, I know about them, they're always like, oh, it's like a story about family. And I'm like, are you saying this, like, facetiously, or is this, like, a line in the movie, or is it, like, do you actually think that's the case? Because as far as I know, they're just, like, you know, doing crazy nonsense in, like, the last three movies. And The Rock is there, Jason Statham's there, Vin Diesel's there, they're all just playing themselves, you know? <laughs> so the thing with the, I, that's such a stretch, but I, I'll give them that. Because the one of the themes since the first movie is, like, Dominic Toretto, he's always like, 
mi familia. Like, family <laughs> is everything. Okay. And so, like, every time anyone does anything, he's like, look, we're family, you know. That's what it comes down to. I've got your back. You've got mine. And it's just like, he. that's his, like, uh, that's the theme of his life is just everything is family. Everyone okay. is family. Interesting. Interesting. I I don't think of that when I think of that move, these movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I could kind of see how they got that. It's a stretch, but I wouldn't call that at all the theme of the movie. Just Dominic's life. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm I'm guessing, I think what, he's, Vin Diesel's in all of them except Tokyo Drift where he like has a cameo at the end or something? Yeah, he shows okay. up in the last scene, yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, I um I don't know if I'll ever watch these movies. Um I think the only reason I'd watch these movies is if we had to do it on the podcast at some point, but uh it's gone so off the rails it seems that I'm very interested. I think one of my last things before we get into super fast is I know it's The Rock and Jason Statham. One of them is Hobbs and one of them is Shaw. Do you know which one is which? <laughs> Hobbs is a uh, is The Rock. Okay, okay, and so Jason Statham Shaw. I have never known that because I haven't seen the movies, but I didn't even understand, like, watching the trailers which one was which. They were just like, action, action, action. And I was like, I don't know which one's Hobbs and which one's Shaw. (laughs) I can, I don't know. So I have a weird thing with The Rock. Like, I'm not a fan at all. Like, I don't know. I just, his style, something just doesn't click with me. And when they brought him into those movies, I was like, I guess maybe just eye candy for women or something. I don't know. Just bring in another big muscle dude. But he didn't really add anything. He was just, like, this angry dude at, like, you know, Vin Diesel for no reason. Like, I knew they were going to fight each other. Like, yeah. it was, of course they're going to fight. And, of course, the fight <laughs> scenes weren't even that great. Like, I, I don't know. They could have done way more with the two of these characters. But, anyways, The okay. Rock's not my favorite. <laughs> no, that, I'm actually glad you bring that up. Uh, back in September, we did a series, um, one of our short series, three movies, called The Rock Set Shit Straight. And they were movies where The Rock is the lead, and in two of them, he goes into some town and has to, like, set shit straight. The third one, Southland Tales, was, like, a, was like a, just something I wa- really wanted to do that had The Rock in it. <laughs> I, we talked a lot about The Rock on that series, and I actually agree with you. I don't think The Rock is an actor. He's a screen presence. Like, if you yeah. need big, muscular man, you just get The Rock. Like, and a big thing we talked about was, like, he is our generation's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's like okay. if you need okay. to cast somebody that when they walk in the room, everybody goes, who are you? And are you human? You know, because they're <laughs> just so muscle bound. That's who you get. Like Arnold, you know, he went off and he's older now. He did his governor thing. He uh, had an illegitimate child with his maid, which is a fun story. But now we have The Rock and The Rock is just like, you know, he's that positivity dude on Twitter. He's, you know, just big muscle man. He'd post his workout videos with, like, what, Gabrielle Union or something these uh, days. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I was hearing recently that he is on, like, the verge of releasing his own tequila. Like, he bought a tequila company or something. And so I'm like, I'll try it, The Rock, but I want it to be, like, in the shape of your torso. Like, I want the bottle <laughs> to be, like, a muscle torso, and it's called, oh, like, oh. The Rock-Kila or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I'm I'm actually with you. Uh, the The Rock is nothing special. He's just we always need a big muscle bound dude in our movies every generation, and yeah. so The Rock is who we have here. Honestly, I think that we should get more of whoever plays The Rock parody in this movie because he is <laughs> he is just so on the nose in that in- entrance scene when he's like. 
someone's like, do you want your coffee, sir? And he smashes it, and he's like, I don't want to drink anything until this case is solved. And I'm like, I'm like, this is... You're, you're, you're right, it's not anything new, it's just a straight baseline parody, but I yeah. guess after watching these rock movies and talking about The Rock a few months ago, that I was like, oh wow, they're really nailing this, like, you know, uptight exactly. government cop character, or whatever he's supposed to be. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, that's the baby oil got me, hardcore. <laughs> Killed a cop, son of a bitch! Detective Johnson, I got some files you to look at. This is no time for paperwork! I've got regular decaf, latte... I'll drink some coffee when I solve this crime. Here are those urine samples you requested. Look, people, the only thing I want right now is to know what happened here. Officer Canero, what do you got? There's a camera. Yeah, so? So... Maybe it recorded what happened. And then what? And then... And then you could watch the tape and see who shot him? It just might work. So, so I guess I should say where to start with this movie. Um, like I said, Friedberg and Seltzer, they did all these other movies... I don't know, you know, having seen Date Movie and Meet the Spartans and then thinking about what I know about these spoof movies that they've been doing, they all seem to cost somewhere between 20 and 30 million dollars. Where did this money go? This movie does not look like it cost 20 million dollars. Like this That was budget? That yeah, 20 million dollars they spent on this movie. And like the they have no big name actors they have terrible cgi they can't seem to get more than one camera every shot looks like it's on the same camera i was like where did 20 million dollars go into this movie i mean i'm just thinking about the explosions at the end like when the bike cop runs into the tree and explodes (laughs) it is the worst looking explosion like that's like early 2000s era explosion and this was 2015 I, I don't know if they're paying the actors a lot of money. I don't know if they're taking a huge salary, but I was shocked to see $20 million for this. They have to be. I mean, none of the cars in that movie, and that's that's one thing I'd say was really funny, is every car they picked was, like, a super affordable, like, <laughs> low-budget car. You know, a smart car was in there. You know, you can get yes. a smart car for 5000 bucks. Like, I don't... They, and they didn't do anything to the cars either. Like, the cars didn't get blown up or destroyed. So then I'm like, where did the money go? That, I'm so glad you went there. That was what I was going to ask you because I am totally ignorant about the cars they used in this. A few of them, I was like, that kind of looks like a nice car, but I can't tell what make or model it is. In the final chase scene, when it's like the three cars that are like backing up our two main characters as they're dragging an entire building behind them, because yes, that happens in this movie. Like, there's three cars, two of them look pretty good, or it could have just been a good paint job, and one is, like, this dull, beat-up purple. And I'm like, that does not look like a fancy car at all. <laughs> see, what's see? it's funny, because that's the one you picked, um, but that purple car is the, it's a BMW 3 Series. Okay. But it's, uh, a lot of people love that car, it's like a cult classic, because oh. it's one of, like, the pinnacles to BMW's engineering, where... 
cars feeling really felt connected to the road and even if you're a real driving enthusiast and you love to feel like one with your machine that's the car that you get and so it's and a lot of them look like that though okay and so it's kind of hilarious because you'll go to these car meets and stuff and people will pull up in those bmws and they're like and they get so much respect it's like dude you're still driving that thing like you're driving one of the og like original like true car enthusiast cars but it looks like crap or whatever okay. and most people just keep them that way and that's kind of a weird card thing like you're keeping it alive it should uh, be shot <laughs> <laughs> okay okay gotcha <laughs> would you know um i don't know how closely you paid attention to it like what is the most fanciest or expensive car in this movie was there one that like stood out to you i guess so the the one i i kept looking and i was like so Honestly, the one of the ones that stood out was the the Cadillac the, that the bad guys drive at the end. Okay. Uh, when they're arguing about the dual climate control thing. Oh my uh, god! Oh you know. my god! That scene. <laughs> I was like, I was like, please! I was like, please let this movie move on from this. That went on so long. When they're like, do you see an invisible barrier? It's one climate. It's not two climates. And I'm like, oh, who? Who thought this would be a good idea? <laughs> and it's like they 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 did a pretty good job setting that one up, and they they got it. But then they just they just beat it to the ground mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. Um, so there's the Cadillac Escalade. That's always a pretty expensive ride. But then there's the Vision. It's the orange car that they the I guess the main guy had to deliver, and he was like, "Why oh. can't you just drive this car yourself?" And then so that is a. It's just, and that car is really interesting that they chose that. I don't know if they're car guys, mm-hmm. but the Vision, it's like the S, I forgot the, some abbreviation letters. So that car is like a one-off car. Like it's some guy who like loved cars and he wanted to make his own oh. supercar. So he tried to do that in his, like with his, in his basement type of thing okay. or garage. Interesting. And interesting. so it never made it very far. So in total, there's three of them, I think. And then one of them is that one in the movie is a replica if i'm pretty i'm okay. pretty sure it is and so a lot of people do like kit cars where they'll just put a body kit on it and so i'm pretty sure that's what it is because the real one is worth millions so i don't sure. think they spent their whole budget on that car which is possible <laughs> yes. <They> may have. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah that might be we might have cracked it that's where the uh, the budget for this movie went so uh, i'm glad you mentioned it as well because in the movie they call that a supercar. Is this a real term or is this just made up? Like, what is a supercar? So it's a real term. There's supercar, there's hypercar, there's sports car, there's all different things. But yeah, a supercar, I don't know, I couldn't even tell you the true definition, but okay. it's, it's something exotic and something with crazy high performance. So, okay. you know, zero to 60 in like three seconds type of thing and below. Those are supercars. What is a hypercar? Because you mentioned that. Because that just makes me think that we could have they could make a sequel to this movie called like super fast Two hyper fast or something like that <laughs> hypercar is generally something you know i don't know if some people go based on price and rarity and performance too so it's a it's a little bit of all of those things but usually something that's worth five hundred thousand dollars plus mm-hmm. um you know you'll get a lot of like hybrid half hybrid well not half hybrid hybrid cars so it'll be like <laughs> gas motor and an electric motor for a total of like a thousand horsepower like those are hyper cars that's like next level performance that you know um for example like the bugatti veyron like something like that where you you know every oil change is like thirty six thousand dollars because you have to do your tires are only good for like 
2,000 miles oh, because God, the okay. car just shreds them because it's so much <laughs> torque and everything. And, you know, you have five turbos or six turbos or whatever it is. It's crazy engineering. Okay. Okay. I, I was not aware. I mean, I knew cars like that existed. I love that term, hypercar. Uh, that, that's what that's what the sequel to Cars, the Pixar movie, should have been. Cars Two, Hypercar. <laughs> okay, no, interesting. So, yeah, like you mentioned, so those definitely stood out. I mean, the supercar they they pointed out in the movie, um, the the smart car, like you said, we get one of those in there. I think it's the smart car. Something that I didn't I didn't understand, and I wasn't sure if I was hearing it correctly because I didn't watch this with subtitles. When our main okay, so also we sh- I should say. I don't know any character's name in this movie. I'm going to call them who they're parodying from The Fast and the Furious. Like, Good, that's so much easier. I, yes, because I have no idea what our main Paul Walker character's actual character name is. <laughs> Lucas, I think. I don't know where you got that, but at that, I, like, I, was, I had no idea when that... Uh, I, I guess we should also say at the end, it sets up at the start that he's an undercover cop. And then at the end, The Rock is basically like... You're a cop. Good job, officer whatever. And I'm like, I totally forgot he was an undercover cop. Like, they didn't mention it for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so so when he loses the drag race at the beginning, or the street race, I don't know if it's a drag race. I think that's a different thing. Uh, RuPaul's drag race. <laughs> Which, that might be a better joke than anything that's in this movie. But anyway, um, when he loses the race, they're like, you owe us a 10-second car? I think that's what they say. Correct. What the hell is that? So you can so drag racing, you know, is when you go to the actual like track and it's like quarter mile strip, you know, that type of stuff. So you can use it for the street. We call it drag racing still to this day. But technically, it's on the track is what makes it a drag strip. Okay. Okay. But a 10 second car is, yeah, your zero to six or your zero to not zero to 60, your quarter mile time, excuse me, is what is important. So you can run the quarter mile in 10 seconds or less. Oh, which is okay. Crazy fast yeah. because like that smart car is like 25 second car. That's what I was going to ask so you next. Since you're our yeah. expert, I was going to say like, is a smart car, especially a damaged one, a 10 second car? <laughs> yeah. And so that's hilarious in itself is just that like this guy is trying to bring this smart car in, which crazy enough, people actually do put like motorcycle engines in the smart cars oh. and they actually are capable of running some crazy good numbers. So, cause they're light. So yeah. you just add more horsepower. Easy. Have you ever done a smart car on your channel? No, but I want to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never, I've only seen them. I've never been in one. I would love to just like try one out. Cause it's always been interesting to me, like a smaller type of thing. Um, but I'm yeah, I was just curious about, about it. That. Yeah. <laughs> And I, like the Fiat is the same platform and it's pretty similar. And so I've, I've like that. You can pop a U-turn anywhere you want. You can just pop <laughs> a U-turn a, in the parking lot. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing donuts. You're just doing like spinning on your central yeah. axis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. OK. OK. Yeah. So I that was a terminology I was unfamiliar with. Ten second car. But that that makes total sense that it would it would be like, how fast can you do a certain distance? I, I think my my next question, and this is actually great. This is turning out to be a very educational episode. <laughs> I've I've heard of it only in movies and TV shows, and of course, you know, it's, it probably was popularized by Fast and the Furious. But how does NOS work? Nitrous oxide is what I'm, I believe it is. And Correct. in this movie, they're just like, I got like an oxygen tank canister of NOS or Lance Armstrong's urine. That's their joke in this movie. 
And they just kind of like, because I've seen it both ways. I've seen in this movie and others that they like open the canister or something like that. I've also seen people press buttons in movies and TV shows. So my my probably wrong understanding is always that it's been, it adds something into the engine that makes it combust faster or better. If you could enlighten us. No, that's actually pretty close. Um, so whenever you add anything to these cars, like modifications and whatever, you've got turbochargers and superchargers. And so they compress air and okay. that affects your air to fuel ratio. So when it does ignite, it changes, you know, how much power is made essentially. Oh, okay. And so the nitrous does kind of the same effect. It, it mixes with the fuel and changes the combustion point based on my understanding as well that, and that causes a different amount of air to fuel ratio per com- explosion in your engine and sure. so you make a little bit more power so that's that's essentially what it is so does that relate to more uh, rpms to get the car to go fa- i guess that's my next question is does nos in real life or superchargers turbochargers whatever we're calling any of these things do they work like we see them in the movies because every time it's in a movie yes. they hit a button <laughs> and the car just goes faster <laughs> yeah they really do um okay most of any car that i've seen that's running nitrous it goes – you could be like – you can add up to like 150 horsepower. So mm. anywhere from as low as like 50 all the way up to another 150 horsepower. So just from pushing that button, you inject that into your fuel system, which changes what kind of fuel your car is getting just for that split burst. And then you're able to make a little bit more power. Oh, okay, okay. Without making crazy modifications to your car. Sure. I, I guess that's good then because I always hate when like movies do stuff – and then you like talk about it in real life and it's like, yeah, it doesn't actually work that way. But <laughs> I guess, you know, since it's easy enough, it's like, how do we make a car go faster? That's what people have wanted cars to do for since cars have been around, I think. So exactly. it's like it's just that basic. <laughs> yeah. And no, like that's the one thing with this movie is that like they touch on a lot of the things that, you know, is car culture. But the things that they try to portray as like a joke, it doesn't really come across that way to people that – really do care about cars because they're like oh that's cool it's like no it's supposed to be funny i'm making fun of you it's like yeah but it's cool it's like <laughs> sure yeah but you know you turning a bottle and turning on your nitrous like it's funny like you guys think that this is the coolest thing in the world and it's like yeah we do what's what's the joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i do have to say in terms of the filmmaking of this and that opening race when they all turn on their nos or their lance armstrong's urine that the 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 filmmaking is that they film the car and then they like actually just time lapse it like they don't even really speed it up it, they just time lapse a car driving which makes it look faster and i'm like that's interesting cuz i was expecting them to just be like let's speed the footage up and they're not actually doing that they're speeding up the time that it takes and i was like maybe that's where some of their money went that they had to film this car you know driving for an hour and then they just time lapsed it into like third, three, 3 seconds or something um which i think is well on digital, I, I don't know if which one costs more, but I, I like that. So I think this is the thing, like, I did laugh at some things in this movie. It might have been Stockholm Syndrome. It might have been, you know, <laughs> uh, some form of just having to watch this and not seeing one of these things for so long. I do want to recall, before I throw it over to you, what I said or what we talked about in our airplane episode, that a lot of these jokes, jokes in air quotes, I think, for most of them, you laugh at him twice. You laugh at him once, and then you laugh at yourself for laughing at something so goddamn stupid. <laughs> like, I, the rock one is very dumb, like we said, very, you know, baseline. 
Um, I the first mo- the first laugh I got out of the movie was when the race starts and then Paul Walker's character isn't moving and it cuts to the gas gauge, which is fully on E. And he's <laughs> like, I forgot to get gas. And I was like, oh, OK. I was like, that's that's very interesting. I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> Oh, God, I can't believe that one got you. <laughs> that one, yeah. So this is definitely going to be one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm going to be embarrassed about the ones that got me. You're going to make fun of me. Our audience is going to make fun of me. <laughs> but so so I think the one thing I wanted to ask you, which I think we can both agree on, do you agree that this movie is way too goddamn long? Like at yeah. 100, an hour and 40 minutes, basically. And that's really, you know, there's like, Five minutes of credits without the bloopers, because there's some bloopers at the end, way too long. Like, this should have been easily 80 minutes. Like, an hour 20, we get in, we get out, done. What did you think about, like, the pacing and the length and things like that? I agree with you on that one. And I think a lot of it was them, and I think that's kind of one of the things they're trying to show, is that a lot of the Fast and Furious movies is just, they add in so much extra stuff to fill in, you know, the movie. Like, the car scenes, you know... If you're in a drag race, you might, you know, you don't want to be shifting 10 times. So when you're, you should never be downshifting at all in the middle of a drag race from zero Mm -hmm. because you're only going forward. So you should never go backwards. And so uh, that's one of the things in Fast and Furious movies is they're always shifting. And, you know, it's just a joke. And so in that movie, they always do the cuts and the crazy fast shifting. And it's hilarious because those little Toyota Corollas they're in barely make a hundred and you know 30 horsepower and <laughs> sure they're just getting every little bit they can which is kind of what the fast and furious movies do it's like let's take these cars and it's just people driving but we're going to make it the most insane thing ever it's going to be cool and action-packed and everything i i definitely picked up on that when i was watching this all the cuts to the shifting i i don't know much about you know manual transmission cars but it looked like they weren't even actually shifting a car with a manual transmission. It looked like they just had the like the stick loose in some pocket and they were just like we're dancing it around everywhere and I'm like like there's a few shots of the rock character at the end chase where it cuts to him shifting and it looks like he like knocks the the stick backwards and it like almost falls into the car seat <laughs> like it's not even connected to anything and I'm like I don't know if this is the joke or <laughs> but I totally agree yeah. there was so much shifting. <laughs> and then like just some of the footwork they were doing was unnecessary like it was just all dramatic yes. and I, I feel like you know it was supposed to be funny like oh my god like they're exaggerating the shifting and the driving and um you know those cars aren't fast at all so like the when they're getting thrown back in their seat and just being all like oh my god i've got the <laughs> fastest car in the world like the thing is the fast and furious cars were actually really quick fast cars like, okay you know they're capable of popping wheelies like those are true things. So to make fun of them, it's like, eh, you're trying to make fun of it, but those cars genuinely are fast. Sure, sure. Okay. That, no, that, 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 yeah, that makes a lot of sense that, you know, this movie, wherever the money went, it wasn't to, you know, the, the hottest cars <laughs> of the day, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> like even the unicorn on the side of the main character's car, it's like, why is his car pink or blue? And it's like, you know, I don't know. I just don't get some of it, but I'm like, I see what you're trying to do. Like, that is funny. But a unicorn in itself is not funny. Yeah. And a unicorn on a man's car is also not funny. It's just a thing. Like, it's just there. <laughs> yep. Maybe someone likes unicorns, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they go – some of the stuff is like, you know, like that date movie, epic movie. They go over the top for sure. And 
I, I think the one thing... Well, there were two things in this movie. One was a scene and one was a performance. I think the performance, because it pervades the entire thing, the Paul Walker character doing, like, the surfer dude voice the whole movie and saying, like, bruh, I was... I wanted to, like, stab my ears in some of those scenes, that it was so grating on me. And he's like, question, why don't you drive the car yourself? And it's like... My insurance premiums are out of this world because I have a million parking tickets or uh, speeding tickets, parking tickets, whatever. And he's like, well, what what quote did you get from Affleck, bruh? And I'm like, just fucking talk in a normal voice. Because yeah. I, I haven't seen the Paul Walker ones. But as far as I know about Paul Walker, he doesn't do that voice in the Fast and the Furious movies. Is that true? There's a little bit of a California vibe to him because he's so chill, but not that. Yeah, that that's next level. Yeah, I was like, what? am I hearing, you know? All the scenes that are supposed to be like him on the date with um, Vin Diesel's sister, and he's just like, you know, well, I figured we'd have some fondue, bruh, and he like has the fondue in the car, and I'm like, just talk like a normal person. (laughs) And that's the other, like, that humor right there, once they started doing a lot of that, like, slapstick type stuff i'm just like i can't deal with that like that does nothing for me so like you know when he dropped the hood on the guy or you know the the guy he runs over the guy's foot and it's like oh you ran over my foot and it's like (laughs) okay like and yeah yeah that i think like i was saying we were saying and all the other people that were on that series when we were doing the other spoof movies that's what i hate about spoof movies when they carry out a visual joke and then have the characters explain the joke. Oh, like, yeah. like, like you just said, his foot gets run over and he's like, oh, my foot. And it's like, we know by seeing the stupidly flattened <laughs> out foot that your foot is in pain. We are aware of this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you need to tell us these things? <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much like put into like, I don't know, care, like some really good punchlines or anything like that. It was all just very surface level stuff. And I feel like they could have done way better like even trying to poke fun at the main chick being a lesbian. Like, I, sure. I'm just like, what? what is, it's 2015 at that time. Like, wh- what's funny about that? Like, Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand that, you know, we get the first joke where she like, go, they get to the race and she sees all the women that we've been seeing and she's like, man, that's a great ass. And Vin Diesel's like, what? And he's like, oh, go kick ass. And then later on, she just keeps making overtly like sexual jokes about her lesbianism. And then there's scenes where other characters are like, you know, she's a closeted lesbian. She's going to come in contact with her sexuality. I'm like, she's not closeted. She is openly <laughs> speaking about her liking other women. Like, wh- I don't get that joke. <laughs> and they try to, like, make fun of the main character in Fast and Furious because her, her Letty is her character. And she is she does give off those vibes. Okay. But, I mean, it's not anything that's, like, funny in itself. Like, so what if she gives off those vibes? Like, it, I don't find that as, like humor like it's just like cool so she might be a closeted lesbian so what like yeah. We're just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like you said it was 2015 who who cares i mean even this movie doesn't even go like like nudity at all they do that weird pixelation at like the uh yeah. the 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 drug cartel operation scene and i'm just like okay you know they're not even gonna own that up but there's that whole thing he's explaining the plan and we have to just grind to a halt where she's like wait all these women are naked and he's like, yes, that's literally what I just said. And she goes, okay, continue. And I'm like, why? I'm like, we get it. Yeah. And then their obsession with, like, getting shot in the dick. Like, I don't, I don't know why. It's like, we need to shoot him in the groin. You're yeah. going to get shot in the groin. Yes. It's like, what's so, like, I mean, I guess if I was, like, 16, I'd be like, oh, my God, he got shot. 
in the dick. Like, I, I guess that's funny. Like, I don't know what the audience was for this movie. Yeah, because it seems like, you know, I would imagine, I don't know this for sure, but you would watch a spoof movie of something if you are a fan of the thing it's spoofing. Like, you know, like, Airplane Vampire was a... a like that. Yeah. yeah, Airplane was a huge success, but, like, no one saw that coming, and that, like, started this genre almost, even though it was spoofing disaster films from the 50s, like we talked about. But then it's like... Who's going to watch date movie unless they want to see, like, rom-coms get parodied, you know? I'm I'm not going to sit down and be like, oh, here's a parody of Fast and the Furious. I've never seen those movies, so let me do this as my introduction. Like, right. I, I, don't, I can't imagine anybody gets at that. So I would imagine that, you know, the people that this is made for are the people that saw those movies. At the same time, maybe it's a little different, because I know they did Vampire Suck, which was the spoof of the Twilight movies. And, like, just, like, the, you know, romance, um, vampire, stuff like that. Right. That makes a little more sense that somebody's like, oh, those movies are garbage. I hate the Twilight movies. Everybody's making fun of them, so let me watch that to make fun of them. Exactly. But I don't think I don't think a lot of people make fun of the Fast and the Furious movies, because they still consistently make an insane amount of money. <laughs> yeah, and they, I mean, people love them, and they still watch them, and it's like, they want to see the cars, they want to hear the engines, you know, and even in the beginning of this movie, the opening scene it's some of the jokes that's like you'd only get if you were like a super car guy like all the revving in the beginning those were all four-cylinder cars like not one of those were like high horsepower like great sounding exotics or anything it was like little economy cars and so that i guess is funny to me because i'm like oh all these cars are revving like not one of them is anything worth revving but it's funny i guess you know but a lot of kids and people start off in cars that way it's like my mom has this old Toyota Corolla or a Honda Accord, and she's like, here you go, and you have to take this car, and you love it. It's your baby now, and you yep. you just you might put some stickers on it or do whatever, but, like, that's your car. That's your thing. So in the car world, we kind of, like, embrace everyone who wants to, like, love their car however they want. Like, mm-hmm. we don't – some people do make fun of other people, but for the <laughs> most part, it's like – it's your car. You're you're taking care of it. If you want to put yellow flames all over it, that's your right. Sure. You know, and that used to be a cool thing back in the day. So I don't know. Okay. Oh no, I'm actually glad you brought up the revving thing because that was something I did not notice at all. Like I never. I the car sounds like a car to me. You know, <laughs> like I need someone like you to point this out. But then the movie doesn't even. I think the movie could work ve- fairly better. Maybe not well, but better than it does already if they double down on that stuff. Because they don't just say, like, maybe that was the joke. Maybe they were like, you know, oh, we'll have some revving from these, you know, little little cars that don't match up to what we're actually parroting, but that's the joke. But then they immediately cut it off with the stuff where, like, the Paul Walker character doesn't know how to shift properly at the beginning of the movie. And Vin Diesel has to, like, explain it to him. And I'm like, that's yeah. that's way more basic so that, like, everybody can understand it. And then, you know, Paul Walker's like, I've actually never driven a manual before. And, you know, I, I guess that's the joke, you know? I think they should have doubled but, down on the car stuff. And But that's the thing is, like, it's like, where is that coming from? Like, they just decided to reinvent these characters. Like, you're, the like you said, you thought the baby oil thing was funny because that was very similar to what he did in the movie. Like, they, him and all the other guys are all oiled up and everything. <laughs> yeah. um, there's even a joke like that in the Fast and Furious movies because Ludacris is one of the characters, and he goes – Oh man, do they just give you guys baby oil all the time? Like, oh, wow. you know, okay. so like <laughs> they they made that joke in the movies. So then you took their joke that they made fun of themselves about, and then tried to use it as your own joke and stretch it to some other level. But you know, um, 
I don't know. I just don't really get why Paul Walker was stupid because he could drive in the movie. But the one thing I'll give him, though, is that it is funny throughout the movie where they make jokes that people don't know that he's a cop because in the movie he's like the most clean cut, like, you know, little white boy from Cali type of thing. And so it's like for him to just show up and be a street racer and blend in, it's like you're not fooling anyone. So I like that they at least played on that because in the movie it makes no sense. Paul Walker would never get infiltrate a gang and look like not a cop like it's just that obvious but in the movies they they try to play it off like paul walker can change his clothes and just start hanging with vin diesel and his gang like no he couldn't (laughs) okay yeah i definitely i I, i've known about that maybe tangentially that that idea of paul walker in the movies and then i did like not the whole like monologue he gives but a few of the lines where he's explaining to the detective, he's like, I can't go undercover. I'm so white, blah, blah, blah. I'm so white, blah, blah, blah. Some of those were pretty good. Like one of them we'll have to get to with snacks where he, he's like, I'm so white, I freeze mayonnaise on yeah. sticks so I can have mayonnaise sickles. And no. I'm like, that is just very strange, I think, you know? <laughs> I've never heard white people jokes like that. I, I mean, like, <laughs> I... I've heard like, oh, you're so white, you think mayonnaise is spicy. Like, I've heard those <laughs> things, but like, I've never seen someone actually just like roast themselves for being white. Like, sure, it's, it's, sure. it's, I don't know, it's just different. <laughs> yeah, yes. Like, I, I'll have to put the clip in because I didn't write it all down. But that was, I was like, some of these are pretty good. They're, but they're taking that buckshot approach where they're like, if we throw as much as we can, like, people are going to laugh eventually, right? <laughs> we hope. <laughs> It's just that maybe I'm not the right guy for the job. I mean, I don't exactly fit in. I'm really white. You'll be fine. I'm so white that when I went to an all-white boarding school, my nickname was Cracker. I get it. No, I don't think you do. I love hockey. I water ski. I have a favorite lacrosse team. I have a crush on Martha Stewart. People mistake me for the WikiLeaks guy. Okay. I still buy Kid Rock albums. I put potpourri satchels in my underwear drawer. I wear Crocs. I take a weekly Zumba class. Oh, for Christ's sake. I cried when friends went off the air. My favorite actress of all time is Kristen Stewart. And my favorite movie of all time is Pitch Perfect. Oh, dear God. I'm so white that I put mayonnaise on sticks, then freeze them to make mayonnaise sickles. <laughs> or even when the, co- the cop, his, like, boss catches him and he's like, oh, you're going to have to hit me to make it look real. And it's like, okay, like, that's cool. But then he hits him and he's just like, oh, whoops, my bad. I didn't mean to hit you that hard. And then he starts beating him up. And it's like, who is that funny to? Like, yeah. a six-year-old? Like- yeah. And I didn't, like, that, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a, actually a perfect example of the... Who finds that funny? Because I think anybody who's seen a movie or a TV show that you've had like an undercover cop or someone trying to infiltrate and they're like, oh, we need to make it look good. You know, we need to rough each other up, that type of thing. They understand that. That is not a high concept. Like, yeah. that is just an idea. And then the the way that this movie plays it, the his boss is like, you know, we're going to have to make it look good, that type of thing. And Paul Walker's character is like, excuse me? Like, he doesn't understand it. And I'm like yeah. – why why are we wasting time on this? Like <laughs> I wonder if they tried to improv some of this. Like I feel like some of it almost seems very improv-y. 
That's a good point. I don't know too much about their filmmaking style, uh, Friedberg and Seltzer. I would imagine that with how, like, flat some of these jokes land that they do improv and they're just like, fuck it, you know, we spent two hours on this scene. Let's stop and we'll just find the best things in editing. And it turns out that the best things aren't great most of the time. Oh, yeah. So that I could totally (laughs) see that, you know, like. I think there was even in one of the bloopers, there was, like, some stuff in the outtakes at the end that they were, like, doing dialogue before they started laughing, and it was dialogue that wasn't in the movie. And so it definitely could have been, like, oh, they just had a blooper on this take where they were ad-libbing type of thing. I think so. The whole last blooper is, like, the bad guy, like, crying in the car, and then the other guy starts crying, and I'm like, this wasn't in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Or even when they like bring in the other characters, um, I thought it was really funny that they called the 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 one black guy rapper cameo. Oh, oh, like wonderful! <laughs> that was one of my. I, I appreciated that they did a good job there. Um, but then with the Asian guy, I'm like, you ruined it. Like, why did you have like? They're like, oh, you know karate, and he's like, oh, why? Because I'm Asian. It's like, yeah, but you know karate, or yeah, it's like yeah. I do, and it's like oh, okay. But I'm just like, that's a weird conversation, and like. I yeah. see what they're trying to do because it's been done of like, oh, you could, you're you racist because you think I like, you know, chicken. And it's like, <laughs> but do you like chicken? And it's like the the execution just wasn't right. Like it just Definitely. was weird. Yeah, I, I think they should have, you know, had all those characters just – they get introduced. Uh, they have they have the, the on-the-nose names. Like you're right, rapper cameo got me hard because not only did we get the introduction where he's like, okay, we need a black guy and he has to be a rapper. And they're like, why? And he's like, cause that's what makes move. Like we appeal to urban demographic and that's how we make more money. <laughs> and then the dude comes in and it has like his title card that says rapper cameo. And I thought yeah. they were just saying that was the rapper cameo, but then it turns out to be his name. And I'm like, <laughs> that's, I'm like, that's good. I like that. But then they, they did cool Asian guy and model turn actress. And it's like, Model turned actress I was fine with. She had nothing to do the whole movie except look smoking hot, like they say. Rapper cameo had nothing to do, basically. But then they do that karate joke with cool Asian guy. And I'm like, just let him eat food all the time. Like, that's all the joke I need from that character. (laughs) And that's the thing. So in the movies, the guy he's playing does eat food all the time. Okay. I figured, yeah. If I remember correctly, it's because he used to smoke. And that's his thing now. He snacks. To avoid smoking. If I remember, it might be a totally random other scene or movie or person, <laughs> but it was something along those lines. But it's he'll eat like just like a protein bar and just snack on like little chips, mm-hmm. or like a little bag of chips. It's never anything crazy. But it and it's never I don't know, maybe because I like the movies, it doesn't like take away from anything. It's just he's always munching on stuff and it's just he's cool, he'll be driving and be like, Yep, mm-hmm. chill. <laughs> yeah, where here they I, I liked that they escalated it because what I think it's a bag of chips when he first comes on the scene, and then and then he has like a like a chicken taco or something at one point that's like super yeah. messy, and then I think in the karate scene he like busts out a whole sundae like in a silver bowl with like the full banana split yeah. on top, and then he has the big ass taco from the big ass taco restaurant, and so I appreciate escalation like that. You know that's a good like classic comedy thing. Like he and Peel yeah. do that all the time. But and the, then they didn't explain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the that the cool Asian guy racist thing that did not work for me. The joke at the beginning, where you know they're like ready to start the street race, and one of the women has like a cop scanner or like a walkie-talkie, and the walkie-talkie cop says like, 
we have a black guy in a white neighborhood minding his own business. All units respond. And I was like, boo. I was yeah. like, that is the easiest fucking joke you could ever make. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you if you miss with that joke, then it just to- totally gives off the wrong vibe. You're like, you tried to make a funny, but now it just makes you look bad. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Oh, my God. So, so the scene that – so Paul Walker, the accent is – a terrible thing. I hated that. There was one scene in this movie that I thought was a complete atrocity. And I was like, this might be the worst thing I've seen in a while. And it was the dance off scene to show the bad guy who was like worthy to drive his car. Oh, with the twerking and everything. I was like, I was literally, I think I was sitting here watching it and my mouth was agape. And I was like, once again, as I think the thesis of this episode in who finds this funny, who yeah. who is this for? Who is laughing at dance moves and then like oh freestyle and then he's like twerk twerk like Miley Cyrus and I'm like yeah. who cares at all? <laughs> oh man, it was bad. I see. It's funny. Like my, my the one joke I'd say that like really stuck for me was at the end when um, the Rock's character shows up and he's like Paul Walker type dude is a cop. So like ha, and then he's like oh you're a cop. And then they start saying, he's like, oh, you would give up $30,000 a year and unpaid and, and 30 vacation days for this $100,000 and a life with your beautiful wife and yes. all this stuff. I really like like the, the little, little bit that stuck that for me is he says, you'd give up like $30,000 a year before taxes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with them. You're going to turn down $32,500 a year before taxes, three unpaid vacation days and a bankrupt pension plan and what? Run off with a hundred million dollars scot-free? Live on an exotic beach and raise your baby with a beautiful woman? Well, yeah. It's kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fine. Like, that's the stuff where it's like, you know, it's so blatant and on the nose for, like, this character that I'm yeah. just like, I, I'm like, that's, that's what this movie has relegated me to laugh at, is how just, you know, actually blatant and obvious that joke is. <laughs> Yeah, and that that's the only one that really got because I felt like they took some time to write that, and it's like cool, <laughs> like you you took put some time into the writing. Thank you. <laughs> that was the end of the movie. So yeah. <laughs> somewhere in the beginning they started off good. Somewhere at the end they got it, and then they just filled the rest with stuff. Yes, yes. So speaking of the Rock's character, he's he's like partnered, I guess, with that woman cop who seems to be the only person in the movie that knows he's an idiot. And I, I don't know her name in the movie, I don't, but that's the thing. I don't even know who she's parodying. You know, she's the one who's, like, doing the fingerprint analysis, and she's the one who's, like, there's actually a videotape. And The Rock is like, and we can watch the videotape, and then we can see who committed the crime. That just might work. <laughs> like, is, is she parodying someone specific? Is there, like, a female cop counterpart in any of the movies? There, Technically, yes. There's, like... Um, when they go to Brazil, there's a Brazilian cop that he like takes under his wing kind of. And he's like, you're with me. You're what you're helping me. Okay. And she like, I don't know. She's so much smarter and better in every way as a cop than he is in the movie. So <laughs> I guess that's what they're going for. Okay. Okay. I did like their inter, the, the rocks parody has to be my favorite in the, in the movie. Cause it's so like on the nose for the rock, but I loved in his second scene when they're like investigating the, um, the church community center. 
because the bat because our main characters beat up the priest because they mix their addresses up or whatever, and then they do the whole thing where it's like, look at this video, you know, it's like, oh, that's um, that's Vin Diesel, that's Dominic Toretto, or I think he's Sorrento Sorrento. in this movie, yeah, and then and then like the whole point of the movie ends and they're like okay we got to find this dude his garage can't his hideout can't be too far from here and then the rock parody out of nowhere goes is this t-shirt tight enough and she's like what is my t-shirt tight enough and he goes well i i can see your nipples and everything good that's what i was going for and i'm like this is just insane how's it going on fingerprint match uh still nothing wherever your fugitives are i'll find you you hear me? I will find you! How about this t-shirt? Sir? Is it tight enough? Uh, I... Is it tight enough? Yes. I mean, I can see your nipples and everything. You're damn right. That's what I was going for. <laughs> like, like, that is just what I think of The Rock, where he's just like, you know... I can have the tightest shirt possible. And I love they double down when he tries to, when the bad guy's trying to bribe him at the end. And he's like, I could give you even tighter shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Like I, I don't really know who they're going after. Some of those jokes, I'm like, (laughs) you can't, you made a movie for what? 13 year olds. I'm assuming like, yep. Speaking of that, the age thing right before the rock gets introduced and they go to the crime scene of, like, the double cross when they deliver the supercar, and you have the chalk outlines of bodies that have goofy faces <laughs> on them. And um, that was another one where I'm like, yeah, I've never seen that before. I guess that's a sight gag, but who, like, who's going to laugh at that, you know? <laughs> it's like, what, like, grown man is going to be like, you know, ha-ha, stick figure humor? <laughs> I guess it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you remember, like, super bad and stuff, but, like, you know, back when people like are obsessed with like drawing dicks and everything, it's like maybe that stuff. Like there was a point in life where that was hilarious, but it's like as you become older, you're like, yes. "All right, cool." Like you're gonna draw, uh, you know, a human shaped, you know, dick on someone's <laughs> car. Like I, I guess that's funny, but like at some point, you're like, "All right, I need more than that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I never got that as well. Um, LaShawn knows back at Robert Morris, my first freshman year roommate was someone who loved drawing penises on things <laughs> on the whiteboards of the dorm. And I, I didn't get it then. I don't get it now. <laughs> Have you ever heard about that? There was some Netflix show, which I, I only know the premise because I was I was blown away. I thought it was a joke, but it actually turned out to be like a 13 episode show where somebody in a school keeps drawing dicks everywhere. And the yeah. show is like, who's drawing the penises? yeah. And it's like a documentary. It's oh it's God. it's. I can't believe I watched as much of it as I did. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty catchy. Oh, I I remember seeing the trailer for that, and I was like, "Can can we fall further as a culture?" <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out we could, because that was like seven years ago, I think. <laughs> yeah. No this this movie just they, I think I don't know. I feel like they ran a lot of these ideas by their kids. And they're like, cool, if, like, maybe my son th- finds this funny or something. Because as an adult, none of this stuff really, like, does anything for me. And I'm like, cool, I appreciate that you're trying that humor. But yeah, the people you're making fun of aren't bothered by you making fun of them. Like, we all know what the Fast and Furious movies are. Yes, yeah. So you gain nothing. And making fun of cars with stickers on them doesn't change the fact that people are going to still put stickers on them. Yep. That's, like, a huge part of, like a lot of the Asian car cultures, they still 
do cars the way that they do in that movie. And it's like their way of expressing themselves. So we joke about it in a sense, but at the end of the day, no one's going to like make fun of you per se. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just what it is. It's part of the culture. So you can't make fun of it that hard. Yo, I, I, I get you. Yeah. I would be really interested to see if you show this to like a little kid or somebody who's like, you know, old enough to get some of the, the sexual stuff, maybe not all of it, but like a teen, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. I would love to see what they think about this because I I think the box office shows the reviews show this movie is not for like actual film criticism. It's it's like it's for somebody else. It's what the spoof genre has become and I would love to see what like a 15-year-old thinks about this with their friends that type of thing or someone that like is just getting into cars being able to drive that type of stuff. And I don't know. I feel like it could be they would be like this was really dumb. <laughs> yeah, because they're like Okay, cool. I like shifting my manual car. Like, I don't, I don't, I see that you're trying to make fun of it, but I also want to go drive now that I've seen you just driving. Like, that's what the Fast and Furious movies do. It's yeah. like, yeah, like I, we go to car meets and we sit there and we're just like, nice car, dude. Yeah, nice car, man. <laughs> Can I see under your hood? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. That's nice. That's nice. Like, I mean, it's just what we do. So it's like, to, make fun of it it's like you can't really make fun of us we all know what it is like yeah. we know we're just a bunch of guys in a parking lot or you know a bunch of guys revving our cars at each other but we like it so we're not going to change it yeah that so. that's actually a really good point you know i think this so this was 2015 friedberg and seltzer have i think i was reading that they're trying to do a star wars parody because i guess that's the hot topic when disney picked up star wars that's the next thing to parody but they haven't done anything since 2015 I don't even have, I couldn't even find information about like when the Star Wars one would come out. I don't think I think for the reason that you just said, people don't want this anymore. People want if they want to laugh, they want to laugh at something. They don't want to be like you know, oh, you know, it's almost like you can't make fun of a lot of this stuff anymore. Maybe I think the next best thing I could think of is one day we're gonna get like a Netflix or a Hulu movie like direct to those services that are like we're gonna parody podcasters. But you can't make fun of podcasters. We already know we're doing stupid shit on the internet, you know? Like you said, you your car guys are revving your stuff. We're doing stupid jokes with, you know, Cinemati is a perfect example with the infinite void of a restaurant. Like you can't make fun of us more than we're already making fun of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too now. It's like a lot of it's like, okay, back in the day before, you know, the internet was like a big thing, like you wouldn't really kind of – you're not exposed to other cultures and the way that yeah. other people do things or – you kind of live in your own little bubble. But now, you know, I kind of know what the anime guys do because I see memes yeah. and like I kind of understand what they do. So for you to make a movie making fun of a group of people, it's like, no, I think we all just know that we're all different and like it's OK. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now that you bring that up, that that actually might be a fantastic way to end this all these discussions about spoof movies or to like to cap it off, maybe not end it like hard cut end, you know. The yeah. fact that we've actually reached a point in our culture that we are accepting that people have different interests, so we don't need spoof movies anymore. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's yeah. actually a form of acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in, in all honesty, it's like, yeah, we make fun of Twilight movies because, what, people are over here saying that they think vampires are sexy and it's just weird, but it's like, <laughs> now we're like, cool, so, like... They thought vampires were weird, but, you know, I'm not weird because I think werewolves are sexy. Sure. It's like, you know, <laughs> everyone kind of has their little areas of the Internet and the world now. So it's like, cool, like, just go be weird in your corner and yep. we'll 
Just leave it all alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even, you know, I don't think Star Wars is the best example because it's so popular um, and so well it known. Used to be, though. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, but it's like nowadays, it's like I've been on the Knights of Vader podcast with Zach and we will discuss Star Wars parodies. They're just like, it's good. It's fun. You know, it's, they're making yeah. fun of this stuff and we get the jokes. And yeah, that, that's an interesting idea that, you know, the, the lack of true spoof movies of, as I've described their decline, is a form of social acceptance. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, oh man. And that's, I guess that's why a lot of it's not funny. I'm like, cool. Like people are out there revving their cars. Like, let them have fun. Like, yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like the movie stuff, the jokes that were directly like, let's make fun of the rock or let's make fun of like, you know, the way that this filmmaker, like if you made a Michael Bay spoof, yes, you know, I'd be like, cool. You can just like, the explosions on the bike and stuff like that's hilarious. If you told me that was like targeted towards making fun of Michael Bay, I'd be like, perfect. Like the guy rides into a tree on a bike explosion. Like yeah. perfect. But you can only do that so many times. And <laughs> you know, you have to say that that's what you're targeting. Like if someone said, I'm gonna make a kill bill movie and everything just was spraying blood everywhere. I'm like, cool. Sure. Perfect. You nailed it. Like, but how can you make a whole movie of that for that long? Exactly. It, it it just gets stretched out like this whole thing did. Like we said, it was too long and they're just throwing so much in there and it, a lot of it doesn't make sense and that type of stuff. <laughs> um, the Michael Bay one is a pretty interesting idea. I would love – because one of my biggest issues with Michael Bay is the editing. It's like – I remember I watched uh, – Justin and I did a double feature of Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 maybe a few months ago. And there was a scene in Bad Boys 2, like an action shootout scene. Well, while we were watching it, I was counting every time the camera cut. Like it was an edit to a different thing. And it was like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And it was like just so many edits. Like you have no idea who's where, who's shooting at what, who's getting hurt. You're just seeing the camera cut. I would love to do a spoof where we have an action scene and it's just like cut so fast you cannot see anything. Like it's it's like milliseconds between cuts. <laughs> but that's and that's the other thing too. Like you're talking about quick cuts. It's like that's how people want things given to them now. So it's it's TikToks and vines and all that stuff. So yep. we yep. don't need parodies when people parody like s- scenes mm-hmm. just on a regular day to day basis. Anyways, so back then it's like nobody was on the internet being the entertainment for other people. So yeah. you know something funny happens in a TV show and that's it. We just leave it alone until a spoof thing comes out. But someone could easily just dress up as a glittery vampire, make a TikTok video. And it's like, cool. We all accept that. That's the funny thing. That was a goofy thing that happened. And we just let it go. And that's the end of it. It's had its time on the internet and it's done. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that's actually a great, you bring up a great thought with that idea is that, you know, the internet has, like we talked about in our airplane discussion when we did our whole memes thing. Like, memes and the internet have ruined comedy. Because I don't think... Well, one, I, I don't think you can have good stand-up comedians anymore because every joke that you, anybody could ever think of has been done on the internet. Like, I know yeah. one of my friends, like, maybe... It maybe it was, like, a year ago or something, and they were like, oh, I'm thinking about, like, doing, like, an open mic on stand-up. And I'm like, great, like, go for it. And I was like, do you have any, like, material? And they were like, I'm still working out. But one of the jokes they had was, like... I don't remember it exactly, and of course they were working on it so they could tell it better, but it would be something like they have to go get a stepladder, and they would be like, you're not my real ladder, you're my stepladder, you know? Like, you're not my real dad, yeah. you're my stepdad. And I was like, that's a funny joke, but I've literally seen that as a tweet before. 
Yeah. And so it's like now I think that's why whenever we see like little bits on meme sites of stand-up comedians, it'll be a one to two minute chunk of either them saying Trump is bad or something political or it'll be them dealing with a heckler. Like there's no actual jokes anymore. Like even at the time of this recording, I think it was last Saturday – People were like, wow, Dave Chappelle was great as the stand as the host of Saturday Night Live. And I'm like, what'd he do? And they were like, he commented on 2020 the year. And I'm like, that I want to see Dave Chappelle be funny. I want to see, you know, Tyrone Biggums again. I don't want to see him talk about how bad the year was. So yeah, I think the internet and memes have ruined comedy and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it's all been done. Everything just gets seen, it disappears. It gets reposted a week later, and it just goes through everything. And it's 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 terrible. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's there's really not much left on this movie. Like there was not a whole lot of good. At, <laughs> that is true. Like... <laughs> there oh, there was one that... one joke. This was one I was like, this is so stupid, but I really liked it. Paul Walker and has it like gets the love interest pregnant. So oh, Vin yeah. Diesel's sister. And they, I, I actually did like in terms of like parodying just not Fast and Furious but movies in general where she goes up to him and she's like, when you get back, we'll have to talk about something. And then they continue to just talk about it then and there. And I'm like, that's pretty funny because it's like why do they always say when you get back, we have to talk about it, you know? It's like that's why are you true. picking the worst time? <laughs> <laughs> but so, so he, he gets the sister pregnant. In the first scene is a wash where she holds up the, like the pregnancy stick, the pregnancy test. And then she starts singing Rockabye Baby, and he has he's so oblivious. Like, that's garbage. I hated that. <laughs> but the second time when she's like, we still need to talk. And I'm like, they haven't spoken about this yet. Like, he's been back for a day or something. <laughs> and then he's like, I know exactly what's going on. You're getting fat. You should care about your appearance. And it cuts to him grabbing the stomach of the pregnant girl. And when he grabs the stomach, there's a little baby crying noise. Like, he squeezed the baby, and I'm like, oh, that's that's so stupid, but that's, like, Rob humor right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still need to talk to you. Before you do, there's something I need to tell you. I know what's going on. You do? Of course. Everyone does. It's not like you've done a very good job of hiding it. <laughs> you have no idea what a relief that is. You're fat! Excuse me? I'm sorry, but it's obvious that you've got quite the muffin top going on. Jeez! You're like a fat Jonah Hill. Uh, Is that, I, once again, I don't know, because I know, of course, Paul Walker, the actual Paul Walker, not Paul Walker in this movie, he died five, six years ago now. Did he have, like, a baby with somebody in the movie? Like, was that an actual arc from some? Yeah, he he does end up with uh, Vin Diesel's sister. Okay, okay. And they do have or that whatever. Was, yeah. That was one of the things when, before I talked to you, I was like, is this the family that people are talking about? <laughs> like, they have a kid together? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but there's not much about it. Like, he just, then I guess that's, like, his motivation for everything else. It's like, I need to get my family out of this lifestyle. And it's like, okay. You, <laughs> but you were a cop making good money. Like, you, no one told you to go undercover and do all this stuff. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah, but that that little... You're getting fat, and he grabs the stomach and hear the baby crying noise. I was like, that, once again, though, like we were saying, that's just, you could take that clip out, that, like, 15 seconds, make it a meme, you get a bunch of thumbs up or upvotes or whatever the fuck they're called, and and no one's going to think twice about the rest of this movie. 
it, it, I don't think we are after we you know finished discussing it either. It's going to be like it, it, it's on the list. I checked it off. We don't need to discuss it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, I. Man. I, there's not a lot on the internet about this movie. Of course it exists. I think a lot of people chalk it up to what we've been saying. Like, they tried a lot. It's not that great. Um, you know, I think basically all the reviews are like, this is terrible. I didn't check Rotten Tomatoes because I don't like Rotten Tomatoes, but I would assume this has less than 10%, if not less than 5%. <laughs> so I, what I did was I went through the IMDb reviews because every once in a while you'll find IMDb reviews or people who liked the movie. And that's kind of the opinion I was trying to get. I was like, who likes this movie? Like we were saying. You know, I don't have any ages or anything of the people on IMDb. But a few of them were like, you know, oh yeah, it was fun. Like, it's easy to turn your brain off and watch. It's enjoyable. But I'm like, I guess that's the case, you know, if you just let it wash over you. (laughs) Yeah. But there was one really good review that I think they gave it like a 7 or an 8 out of 10. Because IMDb is on a scale of 10. And... The review said multiple times, this is a fantastic satire. And I was like, this person does not know what satire means. Like, (laughs) satire and spoof are very different things, and this person was confusing the two. And I found that hilarious. So I think this might be the answer to our question. This movie appeals to (laughs) dumb people who don't know the difference between words. (laughs) Like, there's no satirization in this movie. This is spoof and basic comedy through and through. Like, you know, sat, like, you think of the great satire movies, like, Fight Club is a satire. Like, this is nothing like Fight Club. <laughs> like, you know, glorification of be- men beating each other up. Like, that's the satire. One of the qualities of satire is you need to think it's real. Like, it does the idea so well that people believe it's real. I cannot imagine if you watch this movie and you're like, yeah, this is... This is what the criminal world is like. They're ripping a whole Taco Bell out of the ground and dragging it for miles. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, that's spot on. I just can't turn my brain off. I guess I, I don't. I've mastered. I have not mastered that ability. <laughs> I uh, I definitely agree with you that uh, this podcast has definitely ruined my ability to watch movies just for fun. <laughs> like, like one of, one of my last examples was um, I, I was interested in seeing uh, Tim Burton's Dumbo. Because Tim Burton is a very interesting career to me. And I got someone's Disney Plus information and Dumbo was on there. And I'm watching the movie and in like the first five minutes, I'm like, I'm like, this girl's head is so flat. Like there's a little girl in the movie and it looks like she got dropped on her head as a baby. Because her whole scalp is just like a plateau. And I just thought about that for like three minutes. And then I'm like, that's not the point of this movie. Why can't I get over this fact? (laughs) (laughs) I did not finish Dumbo, so I don't have any thoughts on it. I fell asleep pretty quickly for Dumbo. (laughs) (laughs) I I fell asleep before Dumbo even showed up. So that tells you you what I thought about that movie. (laughs) Oh, man. So, so yeah, uh, I think in, in summation, unless you had any other scenes or jokes you hated, love, that you wanted to talk about... What do we want to say? Uh, 35 out of 10 American Masterpiece? That's our rating for this movie? <laughs> I, can, I can back that up. <laughs> okay. Gr- greatest film of the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I think, like I said at the start, this is a really good way to, to cap off our, our spoof movie thing. I think we've explained why that, you know, things like Airplane and Don't Be a Menace, even though we had problems. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. I almost didn't say the whole name. Even though those have problems, those are coming from at least a somewhat better place than this is. 
And twenty mil, twenty million dollars. I w- I really want like someone to audit these dudes. Where did that <laughs> money fucking go? Because I do not see it on the screen. <laughs> so if there's nothing else from you, Lashawn, and we can get into our questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I think I'll start. I don't think this is going to be a, a surprise to anybody. This is not a cinemodity. This is, um, I think, the existence of these two people making the same spoof movie over and over, and they consistently get rated very poorly, but they keep doing it, or did keep doing it, in like like the late 2000s, early 2010s. That might be a cinemodity. The fact that people go see them, and they make, they used to make money, that's a cinemodity. This movie, though, no, no. This movie is an atrocity, like I said earlier. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. I've got nothing else to add, and I'm just like, I want my, you know, hour and whatever, some minutes back. Yes, yes. And as as far as late night, I have to go no as well. I would not subject anybody to this movie. <laughs> like, this movie is is almost so bad that I don't even think I would want to use it as a torture device. Like, if I was kidnapped and they were interrogating me for information and they were like, you can watch these Friedberg and Seltzer movies on repeat or we'll do Chinese water torture, I think I'd take the Chinese water torture. That <laughs> I, I, I would never put this on for somebody late at night. and Because it's not even, like, so bad that we can laugh at it. It's a groaner through and through. Like I said, I was audibly booing the movie and their racial jokes. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not even on the level of, like, Sharknado. Like, Sharknado, yeah. you're like, oh, man, like, this is this is... So bad, but I can still watch it, or Piranha, or just any of those things. Just like, all right. But this, I agree with you as well. I think if I wanted my date to leave the house, I would put this on and just be like, I'm going to watch this. This is my favorite. And they would just judge me and leave. And I'd be like, cool. (laughs) Now, that's a good use for it if you really want to get somebody away from you. Um, Because, yeah, speaking of dates, we didn't even talk about how Paul Walker licks the girl's eye in the car. And I was like, what? the fuck is this and i hated the editing too because they're they do the whole thing where it's like should we do our first kiss now and the only thing i could think of was the joke from the simpsons movie where homer has the pig as his pet and they're just sitting on the couch in silence and then homer goes i think we should kiss now to break the tension and he says it to a pig and it's like that's some classic goofy simpsons don't get any ideas Maybe we should kiss just to break the tension. What's going on here? Uh, nothing, nothing. That's it's the funny, same yeah. scene in this movie where he's like, oh, I think it's awkward, we should get it out of the way. And then they lean in for the kiss. He licks her eye, or he licks her, like, chin to eye, oh. eyebrow. And the so- movie cuts away immediately to her, like, looking freaked out. Because I I, I would bet all... I bet $20 million on this, the budget of this movie, that when he licked her eye, it smudged her makeup, and they didn't want that in the next scene. So they did a direct edit to her having pristine makeup after being licked. And it's so fucking stupid. Like, if you're going to double down on the joke that he licked her whole face, show her makeup messed up. Like, that's what would happen. (laughs) Right. Oh, man. So gross. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, put this movie on. If you want your date to leave, put this movie on. Lick their eyeball. (laughs) (laughs) Get the awkwardness out of the way right away. Do that thing where you put your whole mouth over their nose and you breathe out really fast. (laughs) Like, all that uncomfortable stuff. Just, this movie is up there with them. (laughs) 
So, of course, the actual thing that I think is the saving grace for this this movie is that there's actually some food and food-related jokes, <laughs> which are good for the snacks for the restaurant. We mentioned one already, and it's so weird that I, I don't even think I would have ever thought of it. I would love to serve mayonnaise sickles. I I don't I wouldn't eat the mayonnaise sickles, but I would serve the mayonnaise sickles. <laughs> I don't even know what like the freezing point of mayonnaise is. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> but mayonnaise sickles have to be on there. Um, I think the other low hanging one is uh, big ass tacos. Honestly, I don't even think that's a joke. Like tacos that are so big, you need two hands to hold them, and they're bigger than your head. I would just eat that taco. Oh, yeah. Like, I would love to go to a restaurant and they'd be like, you have to eat this whole taco in 30 minutes, you know, as a food competition. I'd be all about that. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the only other one I had was, because it makes no sense in the movie, that, oh, God, yeah, and I almost, uh, I don't know who he's parodying. The guy who sells them out at the end and the dude who's, like, really whiny is like, I thought I was your BFF. He's like... He's like Vin oh, Diesel's okay. right-hand man, but then he, like, gets replaced by Paul Walker. I, I have no idea who he's parodying in the Fast and the Furious movies. That character is the only one that's, like, spot on to a T because that's how he – it's, like, his brother-in-law, I believe, is who okay. he is. I think his name is Vince. But, yeah, in the in the first movie, yeah, he just rebels and he just hates Brian because he wants to be Vin Diesel's best friend. And he's like, what about me? What about me? Love me. And like that. Yeah, that's his character. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he was the only one I had no clue what it was referring to. He, I don't think he has like a single – He's the only one that knew Brian was a cop. He was – or Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah. Cop. And that's and like, that's the no, scene that I, I, I'm getting from because he like confronts him and he starts pouring what you think is oil into his mouth. Oh, the hot fudge. And then it's – yeah, it's the chocolate syrup in the oil can container. And I was like, I what like that. Like calories this thing has. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want in the restaurant. We serve our chocolate syrup in those big old school oil containers with like the spout jammed in and everything. That <laughs> that character in this movie, he had no good lines, I thought. Like they put so much emphasis on when he's like, now you can't come over and watch the season finale of The Bachelor. And I was like, wow, that dates this. Like who talks about The Bachelor anymore? Even in 2015, <laughs> who was talking about The Bachelor? <laughs> no. Uh, so I, I have I have one other. It's more of an event than a snack. But uh, what did you have anything for this movie, or did I steal all no, your? No, you got them all okay. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually like like that was the thing I was watching this, and I'm like, oh my god, like this. Some of this is so like you know such a slog. Like I just want I want them to keep going. Like okay, another joke fell flat. Let's do something. You know, at least there was food. Like that was my saving grace that they were doing food things, and I was like, oh okay, I can actually. Spend some time writing this down in my notes to make this movie go faster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my my last event was taking advantage of, um, well, one, since we've never really talked about a, a movie so entrenched in cars before, and we have an infinite void of a restaurant, of course, we should have street races somewhere in the restaurant. Like, set up a track <laughs> and all that stuff, you know. Like, like get a, get people who have no driving experience with manuals to like, you know, be able to get into a car for a fee and, and race each other and stuff like that. Um, and I guess I, with that idea, I wanted to ask you, what do we have to do? What would be, I guess, what would be ideal? Should it be like just a strip? Like we're doing just straight line racing. Should we have like one of those tracks like they have on top gear for the Stig or something? What, what were you, what are your recommendations? If we want to entice people to drive cars that they don't know how to drive in the restaurant. What what should we do? 
Should there be a loop de loop? Definitely have a circuit going. Like we should have like figure eights and everything, and the tables should just be like smack dab in like the most dangerous places on this track for people to lose control. Now that that I really like. That it's like, where would you like to sit? You know, would you like a, a table, a booth near the dining room? Uh, would you like to be in these sections that we have, or would you like to be in the middle of the figure eight? <laughs> and hope that you just make it. Yes. Constant, like, engine revving, and you're trying to talk to the waiter. Everybody's like, what? (laughs) The big-ass taco. What? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, I think that's that's the best addition. We're going to have some racing track. I don't know where we'll get cars from, because I don't think we want people to bring their own cars. Like, I would love to, like, provide cars. That'll be our next thing. We have to figure out how to get, like, you know, weird cars and stuff. I'd love to have a smart car. Um, I think, I think we do have a tank somewhere in the restaurant. If it's not in the restaurant, it's like our delivery vehicle or something like that. (laughs) So we'll, we'll have to figure that out. That's a, that's a work in progress and we can get different cars and stuff like that for sure. I would love to have like a Batmobile. People would love to race in the Batmobile. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) And then the insurance would be great. Just take out all these wonderful insurance policies on these cars. (laughs) Oh, man. So, all right. We did it before we sign off for this episode. Of course, LaShawn, um, I think this is this is finally an episode where every time you're on and I talk about how you know things about cars, you've actually gotten to show it off. So if you liked <laughs> LaShawn talking about cars and answering Rob's ignorant questions about vehicles, where can they find more of you doing that same thing? Easy enough. They can just head on over to YouTube and look up LJ's Garage, and I will be there most likely talking about cars, unless someone hijacked my account and started (laughs) uploading random videos, but cars all day. Okay, good, good. Right on, right on. So, yeah, definitely check that out. It's some good stuff. And like I said, we finally had you uh, actually, you know, making good that you can talk about cars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, as As far as Mayan goes... Of course, definitely always feel free to harass us through email, cinemodities at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Cinemodities subreddit, r slash Cinemodities, which people seem to lurk on. They don't really add anything. Uh, so it's kind of become like record keeping for Cinemodities. If you want to see like, you know, Rob's reviews of movies and his rankings for directors we've done, that's the place to go. But feel free to come on there and harass us as well. We also have a Cinemodities Patreon. I don't know if LaShawn knew about this. Um, so patreon.com slash cinemodities for five bucks a month at the lowest tier. You get two episodes of bonus content on the first and 15th of every month. The first of the month, I'm telling our audience and I'm telling you, LaShawn, because I'm excited about it. The first of the month is always going to be like a, like another, you know, cinemodities movie discussion, that type of thing. But on the 15th of every month, Ben and I are working through in order every single episode of Adventure Time. What? Yes. yes. And and so and so if you want to hear Rob and Ben and LaShawn, we'll probably have to get you on one of those episodes eventually. We're because there's it's this has only been around for two months, so we do two episodes a month. So right now if you join the Patreon, you can get, you know, episodes one through four. And LaShawn knows there's a lot more than four episodes. <laughs> but we are going through it, we're talking about it in detail, all the themes, all the actual things. It's great. It's good fun. So check us out there. And, uh, of course, if supporting the podcast will make better content for you, that type of stuff. So any final thoughts, LaShawn, on uh, anything? Or are we ready to talk about how to end this episode? No, that's it. I appreciate you having me on. I can talk with you about movies all day, every day. Nice, nice, yes. Yeah, I I actually – I'll have to see when we get into um, next year. 
uh, we have a lot of movies planned out, and I'll have to see if you're interested in any of them because there's a whole random smattering, and I, I don't remember because there's so many. But yeah, we'll have you back, of course, for sure. So I I think since this movie is kind of you know low on the music, once again. Where did the money go? It's the most generic score in existence. Like, I'm sure they just got B-roll from some, like, website where it was, like, Creative Commons. They could use it for free. But I guess we just take the ending credits music and play it in reverse. Like, there's not much else. (laughs) Oh, man. I would imagine, do the Fast and Furious movies have, like, tie-ins? Because I know when when Vin Diesel's parody is talking about it, he's like, we get a rapper on, and that lets him do a tie-in track for these movies. Like, does Ludacris have, like, a Fast and Furious song? Yeah, I mean, he's got some that they've used in the movies, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. See, we don't have anything like that here. I wish they would have spent some money on, like, a rapper cameo song. Because that probably would have been funny. If not funny, we could have used it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I guess we'll go with that. All right. Until next time, LaShawn, everybody check out his YouTube channel. Uh, Everybody uh, put the NOS in your cars. Go fast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, Rob.